Right, gang? You like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and I'm a journalist. Join me on my new podcast, But We Loved, coming May 15th where queer elders recount the amazing history they've lived through. In the middle of Wall Street, they stopped traffic. They were doing a die-in. And in the process, share little gems of wisdom for the next generation. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. You can listen to But We Loved May 15th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 310, episode 5 of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, yeah. Yeah. a production of iHeartRadio. Ooh, who is I'm that? Like, Ooh, know. this, <laughs> why this, this here, <laughs> why this, this? here, <laughs> oh, this, this and old... in this economy, why this, <laughs> why this, uh, this here is a podcast where we take a deep dive into American consciousness. I just got it at a second-hand store. It's very comfortable. Mm. Anyways, it's Friday, <laughs> October 27th, Oof. 2023. A banger of days. Mm. National Civics Day. <laughs> Shout out to everybody who has no idea how the government or anything works. Uh, National Black Cat Day. Shout out to all the owners of Black Cats, myself included, yes. and our very illustrious guest as well. Uh, National Frankenstein Friday. Don't know what that is. It's also National Breadstick Day. So, mm. you know, holler at your stick bread and National American Beer Day. Frankenstein Friday, the day that the events depicted in the Monster Mesh actually, like, historically took place, maybe? Okay. Canonically. Yeah. Canonically. I, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's always the Friday before or the last Friday in October for whatever reason. I had labor questions about the opening of Monster Mash this year, where it's like, is he compensated for working in the lab late one night? Late one night? Is he self-employed? Right. I don't know. It's a great question. I I know that the guy who wrote that song, he had like a daughter who he tried to like launch a Nepo Baby pop star career with. And it was like, it was a music video. My friend made the music video and it was her and Henry Winkler. And it was like all about like there's a bunch of horses and anyway. Wait, what? Just, God. Yeah, the monster. There were a bunch of horses. You can't go halfway through the sentence. There were a bunch of horses. <laughs> there's like the opening scene of the video is like this the the main you know the lyricist the singer she's like uh-huh. at a like she's at a horse stable and like Henry Winkler comes out all like perplexed. He's like, honey, 
we gotta get the horses. Moonshadow hasn't been fed. And it's like okay. this weird, very <laughs> poorly acted opening. And then like there's a music video. From the like oh. what year was this taken? This was like two thousand Oh, okay. Six, so it was say. like a okay. belated launch. It was like, all oh. right, now that this song has officially made it and everybody is like wondering what day in history it happened on, for instance, yeah. uh-huh. maybe, maybe we can launch this into something. Now, does that, do, are we to believe that it's, it's possible that Henry Winkler owed Boris Bobby Pickett a favor? Oh. <laughs> and if so, what, what could it have been What for? went down there? <laughs> How did they meet? Does Boris Bobby Pickett know something about Henry Winkler that would lead him to have, like, to have to be in this? Because if yeah. it's mid-2000s, Henry Winkler, like, he's back. He was the dad in holes. It's like, it's like pre-arrested development post holes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like it was kind of an in between, you know. It was a bit of a lean period. I think it was right before he like we fully re embraced Henry. But anyway, wow. (laughs) So he was just like, yeah, hell yeah, fuck it, I'll do it. Yeah, Moonshadow is hungry. Fine, I can, I can, I'll kill that line. (laughs) Anyways, uh, (laughs) what what a what a story (laughs) to kick us off with. I'm telling you, if I find the video, it'll be in the footnotes. Trust me. On this Frankenstein (laughs) Friday, is that what it is? Frankenstein Friday. Yeah. So is it, I want, it must be the last Friday before October 3rd. Last Friday of October, Frankenstein Friday. Frankenstein Friday. Well, my name Uh, is Jack O'Brien. I forget Mm -hmm. where I am, uh, just generally. AKA Wood Rice. It spilled in my pants while I was on the ride. (laughs) Wood Rice. I swear it's not piss, it's just Wood Rice. (laughs) That is courtesy of First Blood 522. We right. can't move on from this, can we, AKA writers? No. We're still on the fact that I ghost pissed my pants on a child's ride. That was very scary. I was not brought up to speed on that, but Oh, you didn't I read your uh, daily briefing? Your Jamie Loftus that. daily briefing? Yeah, the presidential daily <laughs> I, briefing. I, I don't feel, I feel like I know. And I and if yeah. I don't know, how I'm thinking of it is is better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I just oh. blamed, ghost piss. blamed my wet piss. shorts on, uh, yeah, on... The wood, on wood a ghost. Rice. By the way, Dang ghosts, huh? It's a good thing Abba were not from Philly, I guess, because Waterloo does, does not. Waterloo, yeah. If it's Waterloo, yeah. Waterloo. <laughs> Anyways, I'm thrilled to be joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Uh, yes, uh, my name is Miles Gray, aka Oh, kiss me beneath my LASIK eyesight. Teach me. To keep my eyelids closed, leave yours open and look at me staring, meet my wide-eyed glance, eyeballs now touching, so kiss me. Shout out to, was that, Salvador Jolly on the Discord, yes. You know, Durante was on earlier and was talking about how, you know, having some kiss chemistry issues with dates and just say, you know what, we probably can't go on any more dates because the chemistry's off. And, And I, you know, she's talking about being honest with people. And I had to say, shout out to my high school girlfriend who said, stop keeping your eyes open when we make out. And you need to hire those lessons. So shout out to you for making that an AK. Wide open. Yeah. Yeah. With eyes wide open. There's another AK for someone to make. (laughs) (laughs) And and I like the added lore from this song that you are doing that because you were trying to kiss eyeballs with the person you were trying to touch 
open eyeballs with them, which is very, very intimate. Painful. Also painful and not very sexy. I found it helpful. Like, yeah, to have to articulate if someone asks you. Like, a, like, like they're the back of an 18 wheeler. How am I doing? <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> Dial this number. Yeah. Right. And, and, and I, and I usually am like, great. But then every once in a while, I'm like, how are they doing? And, right. what, and, and the, this was in like the last year where it was like, I don't know how you're getting your tongue to be flat, but that's not necessary. Oh, someone making their tongue flat, like wide a, like, and flat. Like it had suddenly experienced, you know, like it was like 30 feet, you know, subterranean. It was it just flattened. It was flattened really out. interesting. Yeah. So so I feel I also uh, improved at giving feedback. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh. And your feedback was, just to clarify here, don't have such a flat tongue. Your tongue <laughs> is fucking <laughs> weird. <laughs> Keep that shit to yourself, homie. I said, first of all. You're being disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> this whole thing, this whole act is ruined. <laughs> this is making me sick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Miles, mm-hmm. we're thrilled to be joined in our third Ooh. seat by one of the very faces on Mount Zeitmore, mm-hmm. one of our favorite guests, one of your favorite guests, yeah, an Emmy-nominated writer, artist, comedian behind many of the most acclaimed podcasts like mm-hmm. Atcast, Ghost Church, Bechdelcast. She is the New York Times bestselling author of the New York Woo! Times bestselling book, Raw Dog. Raw Please dog. welcome the New York Times bestselling author, Jamie Lofton! AKA Mrs. Joey Chestnut yeah. roasting <laughs> on an open fire That's right. at Santa University. <laughs> oh, you know who's going to be making a little appearance <sighs> this year in Santa University. That's from at Zombie Zamboni 13. Like, as, as if I could, wow. just when fan you think account. it couldn't Loftus get better. Loftus fan account. Yeah. Just yeah. when you think <laughs> it couldn't get better. Ugh, that that really, I'm so happy to be back. Hi, We're guys. so happy to have you. It's it's it funny, right. too. Like, there's so many, you know, this, get, this show is merely a stepping stone and a, a place people pass through onto greater things. And for many people that become as successful as you, a lot of times listeners are like, Oh shit! It's beef, huh? Jamie hasn't been on the show in a while. No, Jamie yeah. is Jamie's doing quite well in promoting a New York Times bestseller. Uh, so yeah, you know, there's there's other things happening. And I mean, not to mention the beef. It's yeah, so, well, it's, yeah, it's, the beef is ugly, and we don't talk yeah. about it. But the beef is, but but we put aside our differences. Well, absolutely, and, and you know, we begged dogs. you. We yeah, we begged you to come back because we're like, help us, we'll do anything. Us. They're so mad at us. Congratulations! I think this is the first oh, time you've been back you. since uh, becoming a New York Times bestselling author. I believe so. Yeah. Thank you for saying it so many times. Uh, <laughs> it's dope. It's the dopest thing to say about anybody that you oh, know. You're like, oh yeah, so New York Times bestselling author, obviously Jamie Loftus. So. Uh, yes, yes. Thanks, God. I yeah, yeah. I, it's been it's been uh, it, this year's been all over the place. That was a high. That was a good one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> good. I good. Bet. Good. Yeah. Well, we're very happy for you. Proud of you, and excited to have you back on the Daily Zeitgeist. Yeah. We're gonna get to know you a little bit better in a moment. Mm-hmm. First couple of things we're talking about 
Uh, five night, five night at Freddy. Five, five oh no, night Jack. at Freddy. <laughs> five, <laughs> have you guys heard about this five oh, night no. at Freddy? <laughs> <laughs> no, Jack. <laughs> Is this right? You're five telling nights me at Fre- they're spending five night spent Freddy. Five night at Freddy. Yeah, hey, you guys <laughs> watching Five Night Freddy? <laughs> I honestly, I'm like so stoked for Five Night at Freddy. Yeah, I, I was, I got a text to be like, flower, you know. Killers of the Flower Moon this weekend, Queen, and it's like, well, mm. it's more of a five night at Freddy yeah. uh, <laughs> weekend for me. Killers Sorry. of the Flower Moon, that's yeah. a November project, but yes. I have yes. to, you know, seize October. I already saw Saw X. I got to see Five Night at Freddy. I got to yeah. see that fifth night. I'm yeah. hanging in for that fifth night. Wow. That's right. Okay. okay. Yeah. 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 The reviews are in and they are bad. <laughs> they <laughs> so, hate it. <laughs> I, I had a friend. I, I have, uh, Tried not to learn what Five Night at Freddy is. Five Night Freddy, yeah. Five Night Freddy. I had a friend be like, it's a, the latest Nightmare on Elm Street movie, right? <laughs> no, Freddy's no. thing? I was like, no. I, even I know that's not correct. <laughs> but now that you're saying Five Night Freddy, I mean, who who's guy with five knife on his hand? Uh, it's actually <laughs> Five, five knife, knife Ready. Freddy. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, all of that. Plenty more. But first, Jamie, we do like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history? Okay, so something from my search history is a guy I'm just completely enamored with. Move over, Joey Chestnut. Monty Revolta is who has been on my mind. Have either of you heard of Monty Revolta? No. I I was really desperately trying to write a last minute Halloween profile of Monty Revolta, but he tragically does not seem to know how to use the internet very well. But like I, okay. So I forget if we ever talked about this on TDZ, but I worked at a, uh, a haunt uh, at the haunted hayride last year mm-hmm. in oh, Griffith park. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Did. Yeah. It, it, and it was a very, you know, meaningful experience to me. I have a lot to say about it today. And I went back because the one thing that I didn't get to do while I was at the hayride as like in addition to like being treated like a person was I never got to see (laughs) (laughs) I never got to see the like main stage huge show which is this uh, lounge undead lounge singer named Monty Revolta. He is the star of the hayride. I never got I never even knew what he looked like until I looked him up because he's kind of, I'm not going to say he's a diva because I don't know what he's like, but he didn't fraternize with the other scare actors. He wasn't right. around. Oh, Monty's scare actors. God, I'm learning so much just ambiently. Just, try to keep up with these industry you're terms. Just like I'm tossing using. strays to the sides that I'm like, they're called scare actors. They're guys. called scare actors. Or scare actors and- uh, at, at uh, Universal Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah. Well, that know. that's some high rent stuff. Yeah. We couldn't aff- afford that kind of, that kind of <laughs> vocabulary. But yeah, that's like every, every uh, scare actor would, you know, every, you would see Monty's band and and Monty's band would kind of like not well. At least one of them was like kind of swinging their was swinging his dick around about his proximity to Monty, and <laughs> there were some really. Uh, but but I never got to meet Monty. I never got to see him perform. Then I went back this week because I just had to know you know what changed since last year. It's like visiting. I never. I have no love for my college. Like I would never return but i would i will go back to the hayride every year as if i graduated a from reunion there. yeah, yeah you got the to. 2022 reunion and monty I, unbelievable like i was i couldn't stop smiling 
my friend took a picture of what I looked like looking at Monty. And it was like, he's so Clutching literal stars and hearts yeah. in your eyes. <laughs> he's funny. He comes out of a coffin in the beginning. Oh, what? He's got little jokes. He's physically huge. He's like nine feet tall he's every oh it was he's he closed the set on i will always love you oh and at one point adjusted the lyrics to i will always love ghoul and i it really hit for me i love monte revolta i love his website his website is so dude this website is legendary it, it is, is good. Yeah. <laughs> it is so good. Monty Revolta and his Band of the Living Dead. It was made in, you know, on Angel Fire. Look at his clients. He's working with everybody who's doing a freaky fucking thing in the Southland. Oh, he doesn't give a shit. I mean, well, he and he also, he, the Hearst and Reptile show, you know Monty Revolta is and his undead band are going to be there. Right. I'm like. The Winch? The Winchester Mystery House? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they've played be the Winch. The, they've been at the Winch. They play the Winch. I love that that's me? like CBGBs for like right. uh, haunted novelty bands. <laughs> right. They, he, he played the Winch. I just like, I think he's so cool. And I, I kind of love that he is sharing his beautiful art. I cannot figure out what his government name is to save my fucking life. I just love what Johnson? a mystery he is. I'm, I'm seeing that somebody uh, I've named seen Blake, Blake Johnson, Johnson played... Monte Revolta in Monte Revolta Acting Dead 2016. But. I've seen, yeah, I've seen Blake Johnson and I, you know, it could be true. I just, it doesn't fit his vibe whatsoever. Interesting. Right. This, this nine foot man singing, I will always love ghoul. I'm like, that can't be a guy named Blake Johnson. I'd lose it. <laughs> right. I don't understand. I I don't know. I've been trying to, I've been trying to figure him out i was like maybe i could shadow him for a night but right. he just crickets crickets wants nothing to do with me uh, and Blade I, deadson maybe but blake johnson come on exactly exactly <laughs> i wonder if he's uh changed because I, I i wonder how much crossover there is between this and like hot dog eating specific because there's a guy who i'm i would now consider not a friend but like a heightened acquaintance mm -hmm. this guy crazy legs conti <laughs> Who that is like now his government name. He had it changed. And I'm like, maybe Monte Revolta just was like, this right. is my life. I'm making this. Oh, and he has dreadlocks. Monte crazy Revolta does Conti? or Crazy Legs? Yeah, no, crazy, crazy Legs Conti. Crazy Legs most certainly does. Ooh, love those dreadlocks. Also, and like a really, like really, really tall, uh, physically imposing person has a huge Marx Brothers collection. Mm. Interesting guy. I feel like you have a type, Jamie. <laughs> really tall. Uh, <laughs> not a real human. In reality, so. I date men who are tiny and hate me. <laughs> this guy went to Johns Hopkins, Jamie? Yeah. Yeah. Like, super smart. Got, like, lived in L.A. for a while. Like, really, really a fascinating man. I went to the um, the after party, the, like, hot dog eating after party and, and like, was chatting with him for a while. And I was like, how... How, people are amazing. I have hope for humanity because, yeah. you know, you, this is possible. Yeah. You could look like an Adam Durwitz, like impersonator, wear a fedora <laughs> and just crush the competitive eating scene. I love it. Unbelievable. He, he spoke at my uh, New York book release show and was telling this story that I was like, 
what are you talking about? You're scaring everybody. <laughs> like, <laughs> like your like new friend that gets invited to the wedding, <laughs> yeah. like gives them four Yo, hours speech. speech. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this is Yo, a yeah, 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 yeah. militant <laughs> feminist. But he was like telling a story about, and like he, you know, he was really cool. But he, he was like, yeah, I was getting ready for this mayonnaise eating contest, and I was doing it at this Ugh. girl's house because you don't want to be eating mayonnaise at your house. I'm like, but you do want to be da- eating it at. Right. A, a girl's, girl's house? house? Yeah. He's like, me and crazy legs. Right. So I was like, why would you eat it at your girlfriend's house? He's like, well, she wasn't my girlfriend. It was a casual. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I don't put. You know, yeah. crazy legs doesn't put labels on things. That's it's called a man, that's called a mayonnaise side piece. That I just right. I, I, I dip over or to her place and side. just uh, eat handfuls is, of mayo. Life is beautiful. <laughs> I love. So I've been, ever since you said Monty Revolta, I've been trying to figure <laughs> out what that is. Like that. So he's a lounge act, like mm-hmm. a lounge singer who is mm-hmm. like themed, Halloween themed. Yeah. I Am I stupid? Is there an obvious reference there? Mo, like is Monty I, Revolta r- referencing something? Not that I can tell. I forget. Like... I, I I went with somebody and he had like all these ideas. He had all these pitches for what it could be a reference to. He was like, is it Mars Volta? I'm like, that would be weird <laughs> if like, he what? was trying yeah. to <laughs> reference like, Indie Mars rock Volta. Act Mars Volta from the early 2000s? Uh, that would because, be very Blake yeah. Johnson to do. That sounds like a Blake Johnson. Yeah, Blake Johnson would totally be into that. Right. Was a huge Mars Volta guy. <laughs> yeah. I can't figure out what it is. I can't. I also can't really tell how long he's been doing it, but I do know that he plays weddings and that is really lighting a fire under my ass to, to get married consider that yeah. <laughs> to get married <laughs> before it gets too huge and yeah. i can't you know yeah. get him for weddings anymore because the band of the living dead would suggest that his wordplay is fairly straightforward but monty revolta i don't know yeah like Re- a, travolta is the closest thing i can yeah think that, of i'm oh, thinking yeah. travolta but like Mon- monty travolta monty yeah. like johnny travolta monty revolta yeah. who who I'll say? ask him if he ever answers my fucking email. You know <laughs> I'm going to hear guy. from him on November 5th. Like, it is like talking to... It, it does remind me of, like, you know, w- w- come July 12th, Joey Chestnut, everyone is, you know, tempor- he's left everyone's mind temporarily, and then you can get him on the horn. Right. right. But, you know, June, forget yeah. it. July 4th, don't even try. It's like trying to get get on the phone with my accountant during tax season swish <laughs> thank swish. you from uh, way downtown mm-hmm. let's take a quick break and we'll come back and keep talking to jamie loftus we'll be right back Zeit gang customers are rushing to your store but do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it you know like a literal pos Well, you need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Connect with customers inline and online. Look, you want to use TikTok? Well, guess what? They have plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns on platforms just like that. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone. Transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system. Or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Now, I was looking at Shopify.com, and I'm trying to get some answers. Let's say, uh, you know, how to 
bustling retail business and I need, you know, maybe uh, some hardware to be able to sell my wares on the street, take credit card payments, whatever. And I know Shopify is easy to use. Half the time I buy something online, I'm like, oh, yep, they're using Shopify. And if you need to learn more, check out their website. It's super easy to navigate whether you have questions about how you can optimize your inventory or, again, looking for hardware to make sales easier. Shopify.com has all of that. Just go there. Check it out. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash TDZ, all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash TDZ to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash TDZ. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. And Jamie is back on the show. And we are about to ask you, what is something you think is overrated? So this it does kind of dovetail with the uh, with the haunted hayride discussion. Hyper specific conglomerates <laughs> because no one I know worked at the haunted hayride this year because of this. Like there is a haunted hayride and haunted attraction specific conglomerate which acquired the Los Angeles Haunted Hayride and like kind of, I don't know, not to sound like Gen X about it, but like they sold out and now it's fucking corporate. It's sponsored by Hulu. There's Uh. all this shit there, you know? And so, yeah, this company 13th floor, which is a great, you know, if you're going to acquire a bunch of haunted hayrides, you'd better be called 13th floor. Yeah, absolutely. But they they like, as far as I could tell, lowered the wages of employees, acquired all these things, sold a bunch of sponsorships to Hulu, jacked up the prices. So it cost 50 bucks to go on a hayride, you know, and 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 we can only hope they're compensating Monty Revolta and his band of the living dead fairly. But I just uh, I take real, real issue. I feel like they're, you know. If there was still, if it was still a mom and pop opulate, uh, operation, it would still be equally unsafe. You would be taking your life in your hands, <laughs> right? Right. By attending, but you know, it would cost twenty dollars and be fun. Well, it, it, not that it wasn't fun. It was. It was very fun. But it does. It, it's unsettling to go to a local haunted hayride and feel that it has gone corporate. Yeah. yeah. Truly, yeah. especially like the, the 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 one in Griffith Park, like it had like this you know homeliness to it. But I guess now they're <laughs> gobbled up by Thirteenth Floor Entertainment Group. I mean, I was like, are they owned by venture capital? <laughs> Is that what's going yeah. on? Right, like it has to be someone sucking the fun uh, out of uh, out of everything. It was still great. 
But I was here, I was in a, a Hayride alumni text group and most people who went back, they were like, I got put, <laughs> it's, it, there, it sounds ridiculous to, to read the text, but it's like, you know, someone I worked with last year is like, well, I quit today. They put me in skeletons and I was told I could do a stunt, but then I couldn't do a stunt. So I walked out on <laughs> all the go. skeletons and I was like, good for you. Yeah. I feel like this could just be the entire episode is talking to you about your experience with these haunted houses. Like the, <sighs> the local haunted house market has come up a little bit as like mm. we've been talking about. Like buying these a haunted house. Instagram. Yeah, we've been talking about <laughs> the haunted house market. You're like right Pete yeah. Davidson and Colin Joe's buying a boat. You guys buying a haunted house <laughs> together. <Right. laughs> <laughs> just like that level of like the Instagram activation things. Like I took my kids to like Bubble World, I think it was called. And it was just like a bunch of balloons. Mm. But it was like a whole thing <laughs> designed around instagram that seems to be like from about the same level of like employee and thought put into it as a haunted house but just like not around halloween and like they just fill in an old ralph's and stuff like i'm just curious what what it was like in the guts of the haunted house industry it seems like i mean based on how my boss last year behaved he was he had (laughs) he had but (laughs) <laughs> he had just about fucking had it with this with this corporation and and would start to say there the last night on Halloween night 2022 uh he was dressed as Legolas oh. <laughs> and, wait what from for fun. Lur- most most nights he would wear you know like a black shirt and black pants because he was at work and right. he wasn't he wasn't a scare actor he was like the actor coordinator but the but he was growing in because and he had been in the haunt business for years he would come around and like he was a super nice guy he'd come around and like show you pictures of like him and his husband working haunts in the mid-2000s and then he's like then i got the leg injury and now you know I, i'm happy to be working in a curatorial role and blah 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 blah, blah. and like super super cool guy i love that level of professionalism and like dedication that's great yeah he was great and he ended up quitting and not coming back because he was being you know micromanaged and like told that he was being too easy on actors he was giving us too many breaks and like just he was being nice to us and so by the end he like made a whole speech to everyone on halloween night dressed as legolas not related to the speech but certainly enhanced it you know he was like i am leaving this business this season has broken me and I am like he and like he just he was done. They had gone corporate. He had had it. And uh, and there were so many injuries that like we weren't allowed to talk about. It was really I, I and then he said he was like, my husband and I may move to Europe. <laughs> I was like, wow. was it that bad? Or was that like an unrelated plan? I don't know. Right. I love I that he gave like a well. Eisenhower speech about the military industrial complex, like on the way out. He was like, this whole industry is fucked. It's here's how. <laughs> rotten, to here, <laughs> rotten to its rotten. core. And you're wondering why I'm dressed as Legolas? Because Gondor has no king. <laughs> yeah. You're like, what stuff? <laughs> but I it does love... also sound, because another kind of related at that level, like world that I, I find super interesting, in addition to haunted houses, is like Renfair, right? Like, I feel like Renfair, like Renfair people m- might just as well, like, segue right into haunted 
hayride acting. Totally. But I feel like the Ren Fair is a little more debauched, though, behind the scenes. Oh, you know, like, it is I, certainly horn hornier. I yeah. went, like I I went to my first Ren Fair this year, so I can't I can't speak to the culture. Yeah, like I can't. But I, it seems like there's got to be a similar like there's a real theater kid showing a barn energy to the hayride, which I feel like the company like the the corporate interlopers kind of take advantage of because it's like oh if these people get injured they're not going to say anything because it feels like we're doing community theater and we have to all finish it yeah. together and i'm like no we should sue these yeah likely venture Wait, capitalists didn't you didn't you, know? you get like a promotion last year i remember i was following your tweets because someone like busted their knee or some shit and they're like busted all right jamie you're the head. fucking star tonight well, oh that's busted their head and we yeah, are and using the passive voice into what happened to their head and <laughs> just their head for legal busted. reasons there's nothing that jamie, jamie had nothing to do with it was I, not working to work her way up I, I certainly what if i would yeah what if i was doing it all about eve <laughs> yeah. at the, <laughs> just saying you are a huge i tanya fan <laughs> right hmm. uh, yeah there. no i was murder Same nurse me. i was cast as murder nurse too wow and, that's right yeah. And I was like, you know, I was like a, a substitute and I was intended to play a different part every single night because there were so many injuries. Yeah. And there were so many injuries and like <laughs> COVID was going around that there was always going to be like, I was looking forward to being like, and now I'm a spider and now yeah. I'm a chainsaw clown. But I only ever got to be the murder <laughs> nurse because the first night, yeah, the other murder nurse like fell off of a platform and hit her head and was taken away in an ambulance. Right. And she still came back. That oh. was like when I was like, dude, you have you have to like, I don't know. I was trying to be as like undercover as I could be, but I'm like, you should sue these guys. And she was like, no, you know, I got to finish out the season strong. We're a family oh. here. And I was like, no, no, they don't think no, you're a family. We're they not. Don't, yeah, they're not. You're, you're not family to them. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. So yeah, I was I was uh, the only I was the sole murder nurse. I went through. I went on the the murder nurse. No longer a part that is played within the hayride. Oh, it was retired. They retired your number. Yeah. <laughs> they did. They're like, <laughs> you know, it's not good. gonna get yeah. better than this. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. yeah, that's such a like that. That feels like one of the things where the entire charm is that it is like slapped together by unprofessional people, and for it to be taken over by like private equity is is a real bummer. <laughs> it, like, such a bummer. Huh, this is fun. I yeah. think we can do this for half the price and get twice the people in. Like when private equity takes over the whole carny circuit, I feel like that's when we're really fucked. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's a blog that I would read in high school and still read now whenever he posts called Diary of a Wow. And he shares very similar views to you on that point where he's yeah. just like, we used to be a proper country. <laughs> Thank you. Like, I'm, glad, I'm glad you're ascribing these views to me. <laughs> yeah, we used to be, used We're to be a proper shit, country. man. <laughs> chicken <laughs> shit now. Fucking America, it, man. <laughs> it is a bummer. I mean, and that's not to advocate for the old way of doing things because it really did seem to, you know, like because at the at the hayride it was like a lot of, you know, guys in their forties and teenage girls. Uh -oh. Which would play out the way you would imagine right. in a really gross. So it was good that we had, you know, a good supervisor. Old Legolas to to, yeah. to you know he he would regularly just move the forty year old guys elsewhere like you'd be like oh there's a, we've got an issue with a werewolf we're gonna move him to the maze yeah like, oh my god strategic of very it's strategic the werewolves Jeez, of course I know playing to type disgusting what's uh what's something you think is underrated Jamie uh ooh uh women's hockey. This is something Hell that's yeah. been on my mind recently. I know I was excited to tell you about it, Miles. So I uh, I 
have been thinking about, I was with my dad over the summer and he's a hockey writer and we, he was on the Bechtel cast at, after asking for years, cause every couple, like at once a year, he'd be like <laughs> sort of throwing his hat in the ring as a potential guest on the show. And <laughs> he's like, <laughs> like, he just like, you know, James, uh, Slapshot was written by a woman. Did you know that? Uh, Did you know uh, that? And there's a woman in the movie as well. And, I was like, <laughs> and those brothers, they have long hair. Yeah. <laughs> so you could say they're challenging the binary a little Thank bit. You. Those yeah, handsome brothers. Yeah, yeah, the original yeah. foray into that. <laughs> and so this year, finally, I was like, Caitlin, my dad, he won't stop until we cover <laughs> <laughs> until we cover Slapshot. It would improve my day-to-day life if we just let him cover Slapshot. And uh, I thought he did, you know, it, it was great. Slapshot does not hold up particularly well, is Shot in fact cut. written by a woman. But we were talking about on the show how there's like no movies, at least, about women's hockey, or at least popular movies about women's hockey. And so I was thinking a lot about just the idea of girl slap shot. And then when I got back to California, I was like, well, is there even like, what is there? And so, and it's, it's, there's not much, but uh, there's two places that I've been checking out, including this uh, pickup team in Simi Valley. Oh yeah. They got a good rink out there. Yeah. Ooh, it's the Isoplex. I was, I was. Oh, Simi Valley's now an Isoplex? It's an ISO. Wait, did that change? The original ISO. The original Isoplex used to be in like North Hills, like West Hills area, like off the four hundred five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And their club, because I, I was all you know, I was in the SoCal hockey scene. Their Mm -hmm. team was called the Wolves, and Isoplex was like one of the nicest newer rinks. But I didn't know that they had rebranded or moved or whatever. The like the rinks, the further you go out of like Main LA County, they're very they're they're much nicer than what we have. I played at Pickwick in Burbank. Ooh, is that even still there? Yeah, like they shoot. They they always like use that place to shoot any like skating scene, like in the office, like when like oh. there was like ice skating there. Like they shoot it there. So many things are like filmed in that rink. But yeah. it's just a very shallow pool now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Isoplex was beautiful, and so I was like trying to go to these women's pickup games because there's a lot of like co-ed teams, but there weren't a lot of just like specifically women's teams. And I finally made it up this week. I'd been like texting with this woman and it was like, we we're having a difficult time. And I was like, why am I having difficulty communicating with, uh, with this woman? And it was when I got there, it's because she's like my mom's age. She like the, the wow. team was, it was like people in their like mid to late twenties through their mid to late sixties, wow. like all playing together, play together every week, play well, checking, right? No, no, okay, which is yeah. um which uh, I think is important for the older players too. Yeah, like they no, can't, for sure. <laughs> they a can't hip check play. Could end your life. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and so I, I just have been, I don't know, and they, and just talking to them about like everyone had driven minimum an hour to be there because yeah. there are so few options. And I just, man, I had the best time talking to these ladies. And they had a, a, you know, they have like a bar at the rink too, so you could just go and hang out afterwards, crack a labat. Yeah, some Molson. Oh, they really have Labatt Blue? They had a Labatt. Wow. Uh, yeah, Labatt on, on tap. tap. Yeah. Labatt on tap. It was really cool. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm. you know, it took me, you know, 30 years, but I, I finally uh, understand the appeal of this little game. Yeah. Well, now there's a professional league 
that's starting up too. Mm-hmm. The Professional Women's Hockey League. And I know, I don't think LA has a team, but they, they do on the East Coast and in Canada. But yeah, yeah, it's coming. It's coming. Did your dad put a lot of pressure on you to play like growing up? Uh, no, there was one significant push, but then he saw me skate and he was like, the non-starter. But when I was at the pickup <laughs> game, there, when I was at the pickup game, they're like hurting for players because it's so kind of far out that they're like, can you skate? I was like, no, no, I'm not going to, I can't play with you. Right. But, but maybe on a long enough timeline, I'll, I'll, I'll try it yeah. because yeah, it's like, it's a no, ch- it, there is no checking in these games. And so that's when I could maybe, st- I could stand in place for 45 minutes. Right, right, minutes. right. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just just park it on the blue line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hockey was a big sport at my high school. Like, I, I, I went there, you know, moved to Massachusetts halfway through high school from mm-hmm. Kentucky, you know, a place where basketball is the only sport that matters to this place where, I, like, I truly had not encountered hockey being a serious sport anywhere outside of a disney movie and like went and everyone was like god the hockey players are so cool they're so hot and <laughs> one so of my sexy, friends man. one of my friends like used a loophole to get onto the freshman hockey team even though wow. he was a junior and didn't know how to skate <laughs> and so when you said just like stand there like he just like kind of glided out onto the ice <laughs> Right. And then, like, took a like swipe at someone and fell over, and they were like, "All right, man, get the fuck <laughs> so, like, out of here." Happy Gilmore shit. <laughs> yeah, it was truly, <laughs> truly happy Gilmore. Yeah. God. yeah, but the slap Beautiful. shot on that guy. Oh, <laughs> breaking yeah. the glass. Shout out to Michael. Wow. Yeah, what a time. Let's take a quick break, and we'll come back and uh, cover some news. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything. A moment that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these very moments. The last couple of years has been the hardest season of our marriage for sure. I'm surprised our marriage survived it. I think we both are. I think we both were barely holding on. Mm. Nothing compares to how hard this is. Their stories are full of candor, awe, and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. True behavior change is really identity change. 
every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. Listen to A Slight Change of Plans on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. And we're just going to get right down to right down to it. Five Night Freddy's uh, video game movie mm-hmm. that I did not was not aware of that. I had a sense based on the poster it was something. It was a movie based on something based on video game. And <laughs> it's like spooky. Chucky. E. Did you guys? Yeah. yeah. Which is I, I'm bummed that the movie sucks because it yeah. would. Chuck could really use the good PR right now. Yeah. There did either of you play it? I never played it, but I remember that was the first video game I ever saw like playthrough YouTube yes. videos for. Okay. I've I never played it, but when we were both working at Playboy Jamie when I was mm-hmm. doing video there, there was like a video series with two playmates that are gamers. And I remember I had to like produce a shoot with that. And I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, oh, this game is fucking freaky. Uh, But (laughs) I'm not into horror as a like a genre, but I have seen it played. And like at the time, this was like the biggest shit. Like I I think it came out in 2014. But yeah, it's like a, you know, huge, huge like indie game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was. I, I didn't even realize it was an indie game because of how like. Yeah, that was the first time I had ever like encountered that as a thing that happened and thought it was isolated. And then, you know, obviously I've never stopped seeing it. But it's I, I mean, haunted animatronics, a great idea. Oh, and yeah. the guy who invented the Chuck E. Cheese animatronics, very racist. Like, don't don't fuck with this guy. <laughs> however, however, <laughs> there he uh, at least up as as recently as a couple of years ago still had this warehouse in Florida where uh, the animatronics were once made and was really trying to capitalize on the success of Five Night Freddy. And yeah. because he basically lived in, a, you know, like haunted animatronics palace. <laughs> right. So he started like selling the like Five Night Freddy birthday party experience with his like scary old animatronics. Oh. And it seemed to be somewhat successful. Yeah, that makes at sense. Some point. I mean, like the real, you know. the diehard fans are like, they fuck. I mean, it's there's a reason why it became a Blumhouse film. It's because yeah, they definitely yeah. there is an audience. There's an absolute yeah. audience for it. So producer yeah. Victor is noting that there are multiple three hour lore documentaries about Five Night Five Nights yeah. at Freddy. Five Night Freddy. Five yeah, Night Freddy. What could that possibly mean? That's <laughs> that's so interesting. Well, that's like yeah. a big thing that like as the reviews come in, like there's a whole debate where some people are like. It's not really for casuals, man. Like, if you don't fuck, like, or some people are like, there's not enough lore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is wild. Like, I'm, and I'm like, it's interesting following the reaction because, like, anything, when you have a huge, like, when a fandom gets to that point where now, like, a Blumhouse or major studios are like, yeah, let's see if we can make money off of this. It's always interesting to see how, like, inevitably the fans will be disappointed. I think it's just generally what's always going to happen. Like it's, there's only a few instances where you have something with like a huge mega following take that next jump to like major film distribution and it be, you know, palatable. I was kind of, uh, I, I was positive cause I, I didn't see, I, I kind of forgot it was coming out until I, it, they showed the trailer at saw X and, uh, I was like, damn, they got Hutcherson. And my friend was like, <laughs> I don't think that's hard to do. (laughs) Wait, what did you just say? (laughs) Yeah. Damn. Yeah, Josh Hutcherson's like, what? 
like in the seat in front of you. Are you, <laughs> so, yeah. you say my in name? 2012. Yeah, you need something. I I did see Josh Hutcherson getting into a very quiet argument with his girlfriend in front of a restaurant near my house once. So it is like not that hard to yeah. to get Hutcherson, <laughs> but but I was like. I don't know. Maybe I just like went 2012 brain for a second. Where like I'm like, damn, they got Hutcherson. Five yeah. Night Freddy is huge. Yeah, it's bigger than Hunger Games. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. There's something about the minds of people who are like scared of animatronics, I guess, or like into. I don't know because the the writer of the original indie game also like a right wing person. God. What is it with animatronics and being a piece of shit? I, I think because they're like techno slaves or some shit, probably. Mm. You know oh, yeah. I mean? It's like, I make them do what I say and I can make you in my image. Like, I don't know. It's probably some weird God complex. Yeah. Yeah. I can On some see level. That. But hey, I would love to see where are the where are the woke animatronic <laughs> studios at. Right. I mean, there's certainly woke animatronic fans, but I <laughs> Right, you know. right. But we're not technically minded, unfortunately. Right, 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 right. You're just there for the commentary. Mm -hmm. We are topping out for Five Nights at Freddy's. We are topping out uh, on Metacritic. So the overall Metacritic score is 29, an average of 29. And we're topping out. Usually, usually you will get like one or two that's like, hey, I actually enjoyed this because I was like, my meds are dialed in or something, you know, like, so like I, sometimes <laughs> I just enjoy the hell out of them. Like one of my favorite film going experience was Die Hard 4 for no reason other than I was just in a good, good mood. Right. That day. Good place in your life. Yeah. Good place yeah. in my life. Loved mm-hmm. that movie the first time I saw it. And then I watched it again. I was like, oh, this yeah. is bad. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but like this is at we're topping out at two out of five stars. Uh, most of them are lower than that. The average and, and this like not all reviews are in, but it's. It seems pretty dismal, and everyone's saying it's boring. Which yeah, it's not and boring. Yeah. yeah, I mean, even like the fans, like there's a guy who would like stream it on YouTube, like this guy Jack Septic guy. Like his review is like it is not great, <laughs> sort of like the <laughs> nice version, and yeah. and a lot of people are like you made a lot of Five Nights at Freddy content. But again, I think that's where like you see a lot of you know other other fans come in and be like it's just. It, it, People aren't going to understand it. It's not for normies. But then this guy who like plays the game a ton is like, just felt rushed in some spots, other parts. It just was very normal. Like did not feel like as, you know, original as like the game, the original idea is itself. So you, you know, see the trailer, you're like, oh, they got Hutcherson, but they, <laughs> they got Hutcherson. But they like now I'm kind of embarrassed because Hutcherson knows like what I'm into. And like they did such a bad job with the lore that right. now like I'm like they shouldn't have done this to Hutcherson or us and or was, Matthew Lillard, you know. Matthew, they also, got they got Lillard. That they got was another Lillard. thing. I mean, yeah. Mary Stewart Masterson, you yes. know, kind of a star-studded cast. I I was really impressed with the cast. I oh, love yeah. that they got Lillard. I feel like Lillard played the game. That's my guess is that Lillard was into it. Hutcherson, we don't. I don't know of his nah. hobbies. I don't yeah, know. Nah. His I, agents were like, hey, man, you're going to have to say yes to this. <laughs> we got bad news. <laughs> you yeah. have to be the lead in Five Night Freddy. You're Five I, Night Freddy. Cause you're, <laughs> you're Five you're Night Freddy. Freddy. You're Freddy. <laughs> you're knife, yeah, you're Night Freddy because nobody was fucking with Journey <laughs> to the Center of the Earth, too. Oh, oh man. God, he was in that. Yeah. Uh, it's a bummer that we would eat at the same ramen place. It's like when I saw Taylor Lautner at a bar I go to. And you're just like, this is this sucks. Recently? 
it was like five years ago. So I think uh, that. I well, think yeah, but I mean, like post, like super high twilight peak. Yeah. 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 And I it was like him- a place where you get like, you know, $3 backwash. I'm like, why the hell is Taylor Lautner here? Drinking yeah. three dollar back backwash with the plebs. Was he doing that thing where he had his back to the bar, looking out at the bar? To be like- <laughs> he was holding court. He was holding court. <laughs> it was really cool. Like he bought rounds. He he was holding court. He oh, had yeah. no issue with you knowing he was drinking backwash at the bar, which is cool. That's a cool quality. He was with, I think, his girlfriend now, his wife, also named Taylor. That's not very cool. I don't think. <laughs> right. he Wait, he married a Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. Now wow. they're the Taylor's Lautner. They're both Taylor Lautner. <laughs> yeah. That's incredible. Should we talk about the Britney Spears memoir? Oh, the audiobook. Have you the guys Michelle listened? Williams? Yeah. I have. Slowly, enough. I've just slowly seen some like excerpts get sort of elevated to the top. But obviously, I think the big one with the release of the audiobook was everyone sharing the clip of Michelle what, Michelle Williams doing an impression of Justin Timberlake doing a black scent. Yeah. It's what? It's a lot. Have you yes. not heard it? No. Jamie, for someone who is so online, I'm like, Jamie, this is old hat for Jamie. I'm sure. Okay. So I was I was trying to I was like, let's see how long I because I was like, I want to read it. And I also was waiting for an episode of Chelsea Devontes' podcast about it. I was like, and then I'll engage. Oh but yeah. Wait, so, so tell we'll me. just one excerpt, you know, like this is one loose line that's like blowing up where She's first of all, like Britney Spears is talking about why she was fucking with NSYNC over Backstreet Boys. She's like NSYNC, like they listen to hip hop, like they seem more oriented towards that kind of culture where the Backstreet Boys felt very white. Mm. I'm just going to we'll just play this clip really quick because when they're it's, all white guys from Florida. And like, yeah. And like, what is that? Like, and let's by not the forget same guy. Let's not forget Chris with his techno dreads either. Oh, my God. Uh, but hey. Let's focus on Chip Justin here. Skylark himself. <laughs> but yeah, this is a this is one of the excerpts here. Just talking about this time where he met another famous R&B musician. Mm-hmm. So uh, the other thing, like a lot of people are pointing out, like this seems Michelle Williams is a five time Academy Award nominee. People are like, why is she doing this? And then they're listening and they're like, oh, she's the best that has ever done this before. She's right. killing it. She's doing a great job. So, yeah, we, this is a little sample of that, and it's an anecdote that a lot of it's caught a lot of people's attention. Mm. His band in sync was what people back then called so pimp. They were white <laughs> boys, but they loved hip-hop. No. To me, that's what no. separated them from the Backstreet Boys, who seemed very consciously to position themselves as a white group. In sync hung out with black artists. Sometimes I thought they tried too hard to fit in. One day, Jay and I were in New York, going to parts of town I'd never been to before. Walking our way was a guy with a huge, blinged-out medallion. He was flanked by two giant security guards. Jay got all excited and said so loud, Oh yeah, foshes, foshes, genuine, what's up, homie? After genuine walked away, Felicia did an impression of Jay. Oh yeah, foshes, foshes, genuine. Jay wasn't even embarrassed. Wow. I like the, there's like a yada yada pass that I'm sure they had an interaction, but it kind of suggests that Genuine just, he did that and Genuine just walked away. Yeah. (laughs) It was like, oh my God. What the fuck is that? (laughs) The abrupt switch after the, like the audiobook pause before Genuine walked away. Like you're just, oh my God. (laughs) After Genuine walked away. She's a professional. Yeah. She's She's good. She's a professional. 
alarming. I'm I'm looking forward to uh, to reading that book or li- probably more likely listening to it. Celebrity memoirs are meant to be listened to. Especially, oh, yeah, because yeah. I'm pretty sure what Britney Spears personally was like, I need, I want Michelle Williams to narrate this. Like, this is yeah. why this is happening. So very weird. Very weird. How do they know each other? Dialed in so well, though. <laughs> like, yeah. what, what better person to lend your voice the, or to have their like lend, have them lend their voice than have Michelle Williams do the Britney Spears book? So but good. Wow. Maybe she'll get the EGOT. Yeah, <laughs> maybe she will. This is her Grammy. Yeah, yeah. God, beautiful. There's, I mean, there's all sorts of the. There's also the story that Britney Spears almost got. What, what was the famous role that she almost? Oh, the Notebook. The Notebook. Yeah, she almost was cast in the Notebook. She was like, like in the really? final three. Yeah, it was yeah. between. No, it was she was in the final oh, two. two? It was between oh. her and Rachel McAdams, and like they. Like Scarlett Johansson and all these other people had tried out, and they were like, "Britney Spears is like fucking nailing this. She's right, right. like really? absolutely like an amazing actor." Oh wow! There's like her audition tape is available. Yeah, yeah, That's her audition so tapes cool. Out. I think they camera tested with with Ryan too. Yeah, that's. I always want. I mean, I know that there were a number of extenuating circumstances in Britney's life that, uh, but I was oh, her her. Movie career was like a non-starter, and up until recently, you couldn't even get Crossroads. Like you couldn't even stream it until recently, even though that was like an early Shonda Rhimes script. Oh, I didn't oh, wow. realize that. Yeah, that was like one. I, I I think it was like Shonda Rhimes. One of Shonda Rhimes like first produced scripts ever was the Britney Spears vehicle Crossroads, and she's so good in it, and she's so charming, and like she's a good actor and it's like they're it worked out for mandy moore mandy moore kind of dropped music and started this is us singer i don't yeah. i still don't know what that show is about but damn she would have been cool in the notebook yeah yeah because yeah. what shonda rhymes also did she, didn't she do princess diaries too that was like another super yeah. early one yeah 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 oh, that, Shond- was, Shonda, that was after crossroads yeah you're right yeah pre-crossroads and if i'm recalling i <laughs> I know I I know too much of Shonda's uh, filmography. I think it's just shy of it's like the year before Grey's Anatomy. She did Princess Diaries 2 Royal Engagement. Yep. Sure enough. It is true. It is true. But I'm like, what is Shonda's relationship with Britney? Is there one? We don't know. We don't know. Right. What could have been, you know? True. If she was Meredith Grey. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. But then it's like we would have been I mean, and again, this is like not even taking into account what happens later in Britney's career. But like we would have we we would have uh, not gotten some really solid Britney albums if she if she had um, gone too far into acting. So. So Yeah. Yeah. When she talks about it, she's like, I, you know, at a certain point, I decided to stop auditioning and just record, just drop classic albums on you all instead. (laughs) If, yeah, if we got because if we got like if if we got Britney in the notebook, we may not have gotten blackout. And that would have right. been challenging <laughs> right. for, for me as a youth. That would <laughs> for have been, American culture. That would have been pretty hard. Like, yeah. You think America's bad right now? You think America's bad right now? Uh, try, try and picture this counterfactual. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. And also she has a quote like in one of the articles I read about the notebook thing that she was like, it was just mentally too difficult. Like I, I just embodied the character and like trying out for that character, like got to me. 
So like she was almost like too method for to to like actually pursue acting because it was just like too painful for her. God, I love that woman. Which sounds like a great actor. Like yeah, let's let's make it happen. Yeah, let's it's funny that. too. Like because Justin Timberlake does not come out looking good in this too. Like she talks about how like she became pregnant like with his child and then mm-hmm. you know had to have an abortion and things like that. And then like now it's funny to see the PR machine move in Justin's direction and they're like Justin Timberlake is fine. He's actually just focusing on being with his family like amid the noise mm. amid the like, when it's also like pretty well documented that his family does not like him right <laughs> so cool <laughs> i hope yeah, i'm sure exactly. they're really enjoying spending time with you on this your 50th cancellation i was trying to th- <laughs> i was trying to think of you know like because of sad rules i'm like i have to think of like a Halloween costume i can wear and i have right. a lot of i can i can pretty close to replicate the Justin Timberlake denim outfit and so i'm trying to put something together like recently disgraced denim boyfriend oh, but yeah. i but it's getting the hat together because then i you know and and then i was just gonna put you know tear streaks some snot shit like that recently disgraced denim boyfriend that's a that's, that's a really free good. one for everybody <laughs> that's so good you got to get those gradiated like those gradient shades too oh my god yeah the, like the the yellow uh the the, the freaky uh late 90s blue blockers everyone yeah was yeah yeah, yo, it's so wild. Like that, that outfit. There's like how there's like tutorials on how to make the disgraced denim boyfriend outfit. Like it's like Is how there? to make your denim Britney and Justin outfit. <laughs> Good lord. Uh, what a time. What a time. I mean, what a time. great, great, horrible man. Great outfits, Britney. Ah, yeah. God bless her. She's the best. Keep on, keep on dancing with those knives, girl. <laughs> <laughs> or don't. Uh, Jamie, such a pleasure having you, as always. Uh, yeah. Where can people find you, follow you, all that good stuff? Oh, the same old places. Instagram at Jamie Cray Superstar. Uh, Twitter at uh, Jamie Loftus Help. Listen to the Bechdel cast. Read Raw Dog and, um, and, and stay safe out there. Yeah. Uh, is there a work of media you've been enjoying? Uh, I wanted to shout out uh, Marsha Belsky really quick. She tweeted about it yesterday, but she was arrested at the Capitol this week. She was protesting with If Not Now, mm-hmm. calling for a ceasefire and kind of shared her whole kind of experience of, of what that was like and, you know, some criticism of Bernie Sanders in particular. And I just it's a very informative thread and she's the fucking coolest. So that is a work of media that I uh, found inspiring and cool this week. There you go. Miles, where can people find you? What's the work of media you've been enjoying? Uh, find me on Twitter, Instagram, everywhere else. Uh, let's see. Yeah, yeah. At Miles of Gray. Also follow us on our basketball podcast, Miles and Jack got Mad Boosties. If you like 90 Day Fiance and Trash TV, well, check out my other podcast, 420 Day Fiance with Sophia Alexandra. And uh, if you like, you know, true crime, check out The Good Thief, the new uh, true crime show I'm doing. Uh, but it's all up, all eight episodes are out. Uh, let's see. A tweet that I like. I don't know if I have any tweets because I haven't been on there recently. Recently, uh, but I just started watching The Bear. Oh, so I just so I good. was like, "Yo, what the fuck is going on here?" Uh, I was, I'm yeah. It sounds like people are right. That shows it's uh, it's worth watching. But yeah, I'm, so far I'm enjoying what I'm seeing. Yes, Chef. Am I right? <laughs> we Chef. We Chef. We Chef. Uh, behind <laughs> Chef is Joel McHale that much of a dick? I've only like seen this like one flashback scene where he's like maniacally being like, "You fucking suck." Like, I'm like what the fuck is this? <laughs> 
You suck shit. <laughs> you suck shit. Shut the fuck up. You're slow. Go fast. Like I'm like, oh, oh man. Oh my really, god. Really like embodies the like your mind at the at its least healthy, or at least my mind at its least least healthy is just mm-hmm. like I, I feel like is he's a great stand-in for that. Right. Like, what the fuck do you think you're just, it's like so mean, it's like kind of comical. It's it's pretty incredible. Right. Mm-hmm. The bear. The bear. bear. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. I haven't really been looking at Twitter for the past four hours. Thank you. My Bloody Valentine. That I think that's the name of the slasher film that I recently watched. That is fun, hot garbage from mm. like 1981, 82. And it is shot in a town in Canada you like it's this like really run down town they shot it on location I think probably because like they lived there and but you really get a sense of like the town <laughs> from the movie the town. that right. is about a slasher who comes out around Valentine's Day and starts cutting people's hearts out the best yes you can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. footnotes. Where we link off the information we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Miles, what song do you think people might enjoy? Well, guess what? We're going to have the link to that Henry Winkler music video because I found it. Uh, you Hell can check yeah. that on the footnotes. The opening is wild. Anyway, is it a uh, let's song see. that is also about monsters or is it about horses? No. Dude. Is it Monty Coded? It's, <laughs> it's called Puddles and Wishing Wells. Oh, no. Mm. And, you know, mm. I'll let y'all check the footnotes. You can watch the full length video. Footnotes. Uh, that came out in 2009. Uh, it was actually 2009, it turns out. But anyway, okay. uh, the music that I think we should go out on is Puddles this. Monty Revolta's rendition of I Will Always Love Ghoul. <laughs> <laughs> His wordplay is truly next level. <laughs> <laughs> band of the Living Dead. We're <laughs> going out on an L.A. band called the Altons, A-L-T-O-N-S. Uh, and they're like, a, you know, a band that's around now. They're from L.A., but they their shit sounds like you've discovered like new 45 records like if like Motown was like in LA like it feels like West Coast like 60s 70s soul mm-hmm. it's really dope uh, and they're really talented and like they got the aesthetic really down and this track is called Over and Over by the Altons A-L-T-O-N-S alright well we will link off to that in the footnotes for Daily Zeke is a production of iHeartRadio for more podcasts from iHeartRadio visit the iHeartRadio app Apple podcast or wherever you listen to your favorite shows mm-hmm. that is gonna do it for us this morning back on Monday, yep. we'll tell you what is trending, what was trending over the weekend. And then on Tuesday, for a special expert guest episode. So we will talk to y'all then. Have a good weekend. Stay safe. Bye. 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 Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. 
something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and I'm a journalist. Join me on my new podcast, But We Loved, coming May 15th, where queer elders recount the amazing history they've lived through. In the middle of Wall Street, they stopped traffic. They were doing a die-in. And in the process share little gems of wisdom for the next generation. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. You can listen to But We Loved May 15th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.